Steve. Steve are in a bad situation. Yeah. Long-term listeners will know that I live in London. And London Steve, she's not doing too good right now. No. If I were to... Look, if I actually open up my window, you can hear the sounds of... They're scared and they're confused. Uh, everyone's confused about Brexit. So much stuff has happened. Uh, no one knows what's happening and none more so than myself, Steve. So I need help from you. Okay. What do you want to know? I want to know, like, what's going on? Stuff keeps happening so <laughs> fast and we, it's just, it's impossible to keep up. Like what, this is a fortnightly podcast and it's, how are we expected to keep up with something on a fortnightly basis. Uh, so that's why we're doing this, like what I'm happening, breaking news, emergency broadcast right now, I guess, but I'm just so lost. I could do with your help, buddy, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Uh, around November time, Theresa May came back from Brussels with a withdrawal agreement between the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and the European Union. Yeah. And that is basically what will kick into place after article 50 kicks in on okay. March the whatever. And this is this has been, you know, one and a half years in the making. Yes, this is the right. thing that they've been negotiating in the background and in the foreground for the past since March when Theresa May declared that she was invoking Article fifty and sent the letter off to the EU. Sure. And they've been working so hard on it that all that work came to fruition and it turned into a pretty unanimously good document and everyone's happy. No. No, because <laughs> Brexit is the biggest shitstorm in modern political narratives, it just doesn't make any sense. And there's, been, and there's been quite a few. Yeah, I mean, honest to Christ, it is basically Brexit is just a shitstorm. It is awful. Um, yeah. So let's just let's not get too out of whack here, and let's just actually talk about what's been happening. So tre- yeah, I, all I want to do, I want to get like the sequence of events in this narrative in place. So, so I can kind of understand chronologically what's going on. The main thing is that the withdrawal agreement covers some very specific things. So it's not actually the full trade deal that the UK want to get from the EU so they can continue having a relatively open economy and trade and stuff by Mercedes, sell Marmite, whatever it is. So <laughs> No, that's the extent of it. That's the extent of it. They agreed on how much money the UK owes the EU for commitments that it made when it was a member towards the EU budget. So mm-hmm. that was $39 billion. That mm-hmm. turned out not to be that controversial. People are they're like, okay, fine, we make commitments, we're going to do it. Some of the arch Brexiteers are like, oh, Theresa May could have used that a little bit more to negotiate and she could have held it back. But anyway, look, they had to pay, so there was no, mm-hmm. there's no real disagreement with that. They also agreed on what's going to happen to UK, EU citizens. So UK citizens living in the EU and EU citizens living in the UK. Right. They're basically going to be treated... The same way up until the transition period ends, which is like at the end of 2020. And then after that, there will be new agreements put in. So they're relatively happy with that. Okay. And there are people who move to the EU from the UK or vice versa or have done are going to have the same rights pretty much inevitably. Okay. So they're not, if you're an Irish person living in the UK. Like me. Like you, under this agreement, they, they're not going to take away your rights. Oh, good. <laughs> For now. But you see, that's only that's only if this gets agreed. So here's the problem. They will also, they also had a political declaration at it that's, that is like what we want to do, but it's not actually any le- legally binding. It's just like aspirational about what they're going to do at the next stage. Okay. And the most controversial part is <gasps> the backstop. Yes. So the backstop, to be precise, is a legally binding agreement 
between the UK and the EU, essentially a commitment between the two parties that no matter what happens in the next stage of negotiations, there will always be an open and free border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Right, because no one wants to go back to the old days of the, the yes. hard border and the troubles. and Yeah, so little, big cement blocks in the middle of the road, blocking bridges in Pedagogue, Donegal, which was the case in the 60s. Yeah. So in order to get that, the UK have committed that they will stay in a customs union with the EU mm-hmm. in order to allow trade to remain free if they can't get a deal. So this is what is driving the Brexiteers absolutely bonkers. Because they didn't want this. They don't want that to happen. Yeah. Right. And the fact that it's there means that if they can't get a trade deal together with the EU, this is what's going to kick in. And they don't like that because that basically means that Brexit is moot. They will have to follow all the EU regulations. They will have to pay into the EU a little bit. And they won't be able to do their own trading arrangements outside of the EU blocks. They will have to follow whatever free trade agreements the EU do with other countries. And they also lose any control over, like, any input into the European Union as well. Yes, but they have to follow the rules. Yeah, that's so, yeah, awful for them. Um, for the Brexiteers, I mean. <laughs> for the Brexiteers, yeah. yeah. So Theresa May thinks that this is the best deal that she can get. Um, she came back first to ask for cabinet approval, which is right. like her immediate government, her most important ministers. The Tories. The Tor- Well, they're all Tories, yeah, because it's a yeah. Tory government. So... Yeah. The ministers agreed, but some of them resigned, <laughs> including the Brexit secretary. Um, the opposite of agreeing. The minister of transport, who was Joe Johnson, uh, Boris Johnson's brother, he actually resigned on the principle that he thinks that there should be another referendum and they shouldn't leave. He thinks it's oh. better to stay. Uh, That's going to be an awkward Christmas dinner and at the, the Johnson household. Yeah, the dad actually agrees with Joe as opposed to Boris as well. They all look exactly the same. It's really weird. Ironically, he's the black sheep. <laughs> um, the DUP, importantly, who prop up um, Theresa May's government in Westminster have also immediately said no. They do not want any... You see, there's also bits and pieces in the agreement over the backstop that the Northern Ireland would be treated a little bit different to the rest of the UK in terms of agricultural trades and certain things like that in order to mm-hmm. keep the border open. And the DUP are just putting the foot down to say there can be zero differentiation between Northern Ireland and the UK. Right. That's just a hard rule. That's what they are. They're unionists. They don't like to see anything like that. Anything like that is considered detrimental to their very existence. So they're not yeah. going to take it. So the Brexiteers hate the deal for the reasons that I said, that basically locks them into following the EU rules without mm-hmm. having a say. And that's not what they wanted to see when they had their lovely Brexit. But yeah. then equally, the, the Remainers don't like it for the exact same reason, because they're like, what's the point of leaving? So everyone's <laughs> everyone's pissed off. And everyone's happy. pissed off. Can you name for me one person who's happy? Uh, no. <laughs> Nobody. I haven't heard a single person say, apart from Theresa May, and her only thing is that this is the best deal we can get and it's a building block for something better. Yeah, okay. So it's not that it's a good deal. It's just the best. It's, it's the best. It's a compromise, okay. she's saying. We have to compromise. This is the only way to move forward. Mm-hmm. The problem with all this is that she she has tried her best to hold the Conservative Party together under her leadership and so she started off when she became Prime Minister saying Brexit means Brexit, we will leave. So that's her trying to placate to the Brexiteers and the Tory party. But mm-hmm. then she is also a realist in her own way. She's a pragmatist. But that's not what Brexiteers are. Brexiteers are aspirational dreamers. They don't, they don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mean that necessarily condescendingly. I mean, no, that, no, that's, no, I, to- I totally do. get you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pure ideology. It's not based exactly. on a lot of practicalities. 
that's just the way that that's the politics that they're in for. And but the problem is, is that Theresa May has just after fallen down in the same way that David Cameron fell down, in the same way that John Major fell down, in the same way that Margaret Thatcher fell down. That you can't, they can't hold the Conservative Party together between the pragmatists who know that the EU means easier business and they are the party of business mm-hmm. with the the little Englanders, the the, the rural Britannia Brexiteers who want to see who were never comfortable with Britain being part of the EU because they always thought of themselves as being different to the rest of Europe. Right. So she can't, she wasn't able to pull it off. Um, Parliament had secured a guarantee that they would get a meaningful vote, which essentially means a veto over mm-hmm. any deal that the government would negotiate. That was, a, that was decided back when Gina Miller actually took the government to court in the UK to make sure that Parliament would have a meaningful vote. Um, Sorry, when you say meaningful vote, they have a veto over whatever. See, technically, the government could just sign this deal with the EU, yeah, and then that would be the law. Okay, but they secured in the court, the Parliament secured in the court, the right to actually get a final say. The Parliament has the final say, and not the government. Do you understand the difference? No. Okay. So Parliament is the representative body of all the different MPs. All the different constituency representatives go to Parliament, but not all of them are part of the government. Right. They elect a government. Oh, okay. But then equally, they also have votes on whatever legislation the government puts forward. Okay. So Theresa May has this legislation. She wants it to pass, but the, the Parliament are saying no. Okay. So she was going to come back to have a vote on Tuesday, the 11th of December. Mm-hmm. But she called it off at the last minute because she could see that she was going to lose really badly. Yeah. And the following day, there was a vote of no confidence called? Uh, yes, in her leadership in the Tory party. So the Conservatives have a thing called the 1922 Committee, which is basically like their... Sounds like a really cool exclusive nightclub. <laughs> no, it's mostly just old men sitting around um, smoking cigars and drinking brandy, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's, that's why I said. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a rule that if you get 48 letters submitted to that com- to the chairperson of that committee um, asking for the leader, a vote of confidence in the leader, it has to happen. And that okay. happened on Wednesday, 48 letters. So every single sitting Conservative MP got to vote and she was actually um, supported by 200 votes to 117 against. So, oh, OK. And so what, what, what would have been needed to oust her? Uh, add them together and divide by two plus one. <laughs> okay, okay. So I didn't know whether there was like a no, no. It was literally just number, a, it was a majority plus one. That's it. Okay, cool. Or a majority, <laughs> which is half, half <laughs> the definition one. thereof. Yeah. Um. So she and then now part of the rules is that she can't actually be challenged again for one year. Oh, okay. Um. So she's just going around flipping everyone off because she's bulletproof. No, not even. She actually the only way that she actually got it was to tell people that um she has agreed not to stand as the leader of the Conservative Party in the next general election, which ah. should be around 2022 if Westminster lasts its full term. Right. And if the country just lasts that long in general. <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty messy. Um, she is not exactly a, a strong leader and she has fecked off to Brussels today to try and negotiate with the EU leaders to try and get essentially a better deal to go back to Parliament. Okay. And so what happens now? I have no idea, but I'm going to guess. Yeah, okay. Europe. Is Europe going to budge? I don't think so. Europe is saying that the the negotiation can't be opened up again. They have this fucking huge document, withdrawal agreement with the political thingy, and the only thing they're going to do is give clarifications as to what the backstop means Mm -hmm. and how trying to emphasize how it's only meant to be temporary and it will be 
irrelevant if they negotiate a, f- a free trade deal that allows to have a no no border checks on the island of Ireland. That's they're basically just going to try and say that again and again to try and get enough MPs in Parliament to back Theresa May. Okay. I don't think it's going to work though. <laughs> no. No. Well, what's going to change? You're going to have the exact same politicians in there whenever they have the vote in January. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's like so if. If Europe won't budge, it depends now. So Europe won't change. It, it's going to be the same withdrawal agreements. Only thing that's going to scare the MPs into voting for the deal is if the country falls apart economically in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> which could happen. Uh, it, I don't know. Did I don't you know. not hear you the see? people screaming earlier, Steve? <laughs> no, because you put them in after the recording. Yeah, shush! You're ruining the, You're ruining the movie magic. <laughs> so, I I'm predicting that Westminster is not going to change its mind and her Theresa May's MPs are not going to back her and most importantly the DUP are not going to back her deal Mm -hmm. so I really I'm I'm not sure that basically means it's it could be no deal but the problem with that is that most of the MPs in Parliament don't want no deal either (laughs) (laughs) God so 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 what now Steve what now (laughs) there could be a motion of no confidence put forward by Labour in the government. Okay. And Labour being the opposition right now. Labour being the opposition. So if they do that and the SNP and most importantly the DUP who are basically the power players in Westminster at the moment mm-hmm. if they vote no confidence in the government there has to be a general election. Okay. So that, that it's just like open season does the, does the Brexit stuff get put on hold until they can sort that well, out? Well here's the thing. So Brexit essentially legally now has to happen on, I think it's March the 19th, 2019. Right. The only thing that can change that is for Parliament to change the law through a vote. Okay. This is the same Parliament that I'm describing that can't vote on anything. <laughs> okay. So this is, how, this is how, this is why all those people outside are screaming. This is why it's all such a fucking head fuck. This is, it's all down to whether or not they can just get enough votes to agree on one thing and they can't. They just can't. There's like three different camps. You have the pragmatists following Theresa May in the middle. You have the Remainers on the left who just don't want to leave the EU and want to have a second referendum or whatever they can to do it. And then you have the Brexiteers on the right who don't want any kind of close ties. They want. They essentially want a no-deal Brexit where they switch back to what's called WTO rules. WTO? And World Trade Organization, ah. which is like a big world international organization that's supposed to remove trade barriers. Right. It's essentially how most countries that don't have specific free trade agreements trade with each other. Right. But it's still pretty, there's a lot of checks, there's a lot of different things there. It would mean checks on the on the island of Ireland. It would mean checks between the UK and France. It would mean loads of airline laws immediately stopping which would cause chaos in that side it would mean dogs can't be transported in and out of the UK oh. so actually I I wouldn't be able to drive Hercules to Donegal via Northern Ireland oh my be god the no. law. and that he would, that right there is the worst case he scenario have, he would have to have a pet passport of like some new agreement which would not be able to get in there by March 19th no. so I don't know what's going to happen Richie is the honest answer <laughs> Well, in summary, <laughs> I'm going to have to explain oh. that shouting to my roommates later. Just podcasts, baby. Just podcasts. Oh, 
Look, well, I know I know that you tried to record this episode with the intention of trying to get clarification, but I don't know if we've necessarily done that. No, it's no, it's it, it is clarification. It's just you've clarified as best you can, but it's not a clear situation. So kudos to you, Steve. Um, but I'm sorry, this not even you can fix this problem, it seems. Uh, people's vote. Yeah, yeah, that's not true, actually. I, I, I just to say something on the people's vote, which is the the jargon the nickname that they've tried to give in a second referendum mm. if if they have a second referendum to try and overturn the first it will drive people absolutely ballistic mm. and you will see something worse than trump rising up in the uk with people flocking towards them because they will essentially have been robbed of what they thought of as being their democratic right oh wow the thoughts of a super Trump just gave me goosebumps. An English super Trump. Oh, God. A Welsh super Trump would be kind of funny. <laughs> they could all fight. It's like it's like Captain Planet. <laughs> all the Brexers get together, stick their rings in, and fucking shitty English super Trump comes out. Oh. Yeah, well, what a horrible note to end this podcast episode on. Yeah, so listen, folks, that's Brexit. Um, check back here at the middle of January to find out if everybody's fucked. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I won't come back after I'm home for Christmas. We'll see. Maybe you won't be allowed to come back. Maybe, won't be, maybe we'll be podcasting in person from Christmas onwards. Maybe that's, that sounds like a little upside, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does, but then you'll be unemployed and all your stuff will be in the UK and you won't be happy. Oh, yeah. Well. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to go out and try and get this rowdy crowd out from away from my front door. Uh, I will talk to you later, Steve. Bye, Richie. Bye. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.